Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. Hello everyone, I'm Kelly Chia, Deputy Head of Research Asia here at Bank Julius Baer and welcome to our weekly podcast. In about five minutes odd, we're going to walk through the key highlights for the week. And we are transiting into August, last day of July today, and here's what's on our radar. First, a recap of last week, and stocks just kept going up, and it seems like nothing can stop the grind up. This was helped by inflation data that showed that it's continuing to come off. Putting all of that together, the call options that represent bullish bets on the market is near its highest in the last one and a half years. Today, we are just about 5% from the S&P 500's all-time high seen in December 2021. Last week, the biggest central bank move was when the Bank of Japan decided to enhance its flexibility of its yield curve control, also called YCC, by allowing the 10-year JGB yield to double to a maximum of 1% from previously 0.5%. As we speak today, it's about 0.6%. So it's moved from 0.5 to 0.6. Ahead of this decision, the Nikkei carried an online article on the possibility of this greater YCC flexibility. Strangely, at 2 a.m. Japanese time. So we find the timing very odd. But it's possible that it's directed at the Western world because 2 a.m. Japanese time means that it's the afternoon in the Western world. And it probably allowed some form of unwinding of that yen carry trade and possibly could have a milder reaction when the Asian markets woke up. So anyway, amazingly, just after one day of volatility, on that day where the YCC changed, the Japanese market is back up and the yen is back to its depreciating trend. To recap, Japan actually has had a few tailwinds in the past few months. This started with Warren Buffett's additional investment into Japanese trading companies. Then this was followed on by the Japanese stock exchange issuing a rare notice to all listed companies to enhance shareholder returns. And finally, the troubles in China saw quite a number of investors turning to Japan as a credible and large enough market as an alternative to putting their money in China. So for Japan, if inflation and wage growth really continues, we see opportunities could be in the tourism and domestic-focused companies as they have generally lacked the broader theme of interest rate centers sensitive stocks like the financials. So here are some final thoughts on positioning that could keep the stock market actually going higher in the near term. Firstly, fund managers pulled by Bank of America continue to say that they are actually still underweight stocks. And if they come back, this can fuel more upside. Secondly, there is close to $8 trillion of money hiding in safer money market funds as many investors are, number one, still concerned about a recession. Number two, hoping to clip a good yield from money market funds. That $8 trillion is a two and a half times higher than during the height of the global financial crisis. Same thing, if investors pull their money out of these safer money market funds, they're likely to bring it back into the stock market. Finally, Bloomberg data showed that the number of public 
listed companies have been trending down over time, while the total number of companies backed by private equity, which is the hot thing now, is almost four times that of public listed companies. So if you keep getting less and less publicly traded stocks, I guess you can see that it's like a mild scarcity factor that could keep them grinding up. Obviously, this is a long-term theme rather than a short-term one. The final last bit of our podcast should be say for China. The market has been on a strong resurgence due to continued announcements by the government to support the economy. The most recent data point of PMIs show marginal improvements that trumped very, very downbeat expectations by investors. While we do see that some of the recent very wild moves, 10-20% moves on the stocks, imply an unwinding of positions, betting against the market, keeping to go down. But whether the Chinese stock market can keep going up higher will really be dependent on the government following through on what they said with concrete actions to stimulate the economy. Finally, looking ahead at some important events this week, number one, the non-farm payrolls, also called NFPs, will give a clue on the employment situation in the US. Unless we see a very big beat or a very big miss, we don't think that jobs data by itself will lead to a very big change in the recent positive momentum. We're also going to get more big companies reporting like Apple, Amazon, Qualcomm, and HSBC. All said and done, it has been a very strong stock market, but we see that valuations are pretty stretched and the bull market could be subject to pullbacks. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, please tell us by leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player to stay up to date with our latest episodes. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com/legal/podcast for further important legal information.